now more Operation Freedom with your host, Dr. Dave Janda, on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham! Talk 1600. Welcome back to Operation Freedom, folks. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, linked to our main freedom bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor. We're here every Sunday for you from 2 to 5 Eastern, also available 24-7 at the following locations. Our YouTube and Rumble channels, also named Operation Freedom, where we upload one video every week on each. In addition, we're available at DaveJanda.com, both the free, the public side, as well as the subscription side. On the subscription side, extra guests, extra shows, extra analysis, access to all of our archives, including the podcast for today's show and every Operation Freedom Radio show back to the inception of our program in October of 2010. We hope you'll become part of our Freedom family. Here is a heads up. The interview I did with Dr. Lee Merritt, who is one of the top physicians and researchers in our country on um, the virus, the jab, and the data, is on our homepage at DaveJanda.com free. It was part of our Insider Insight subscription platform. We released it at the behest of our um, subscribers who said, we need to network this. And so we made it free and we made it public. That interview has gone viral. That interview occurred, and it's still pertinent today, on April 1st of 2021. In in that interview, we talk about the virus, the jab, and the data, all of which the bought-off lamestream fake media will never touch. The deep state does not want you to know about. The focus of that interview was on informed consent. People are going and lifting their sleeves and getting the jab, and the vast majority of folks are not being given the appropriate, or in fact, in many cases, any informed consent about the potential risks and or complications associated with the experimental jab. Now, I have now done a follow-up interview with Dr. Lee Merritt. We are going to do an early release of that interview for our subscribers on Monday, and depending on our subscribers' reaction, we could well release it to the public later in the week, but it will be released tomorrow, late afternoon, early evening to our subscribers at DaveJanda.com. The title of the, of the interview is called Flu Detat Goes Viral. I assure you, the information in that interview will never, ever be touched by any entity in the bought-off lamestream fake media. It is my honor to welcome to my friend an incredible investigative journalist who has an incredible platform, sarahwestall.com, Sarah Westall. She is a successful entrepreneur and business executive. Over the past 25 years, she has created and developed multiple companies, including a successful management and consulting firm and an international import and manufacturing company. She has a dynamic leadership career spent building high-performance teams in high-competitive industries. She has an incredible entrepreneurial attitude, energy, and style. Her The content she produces at sarahwestall.com is outstanding. It is my honor to welcome my friend, Sarah Westall. Sarah, welcome back to the Operation Freedom Platform. Dave, that was nice listening to you and your shows with Dr. Lee Merritt. I couldn't recommend that more and the information that you're putting out because it's, it's so important, especially with what I'm reporting today with you. Um, this is just incredible information. So let's talk about Sarah. You you do great investigative work. You have incredible sources. 
Um, I must say, when I first, I, I got in a lot of trouble um, with um, oh many entities, including of course the social media platforms. You know, got kicked off Twitter and YouTube. You know, for a couple of weeks, knocked me off at least, and if not more than that. And and because I back in January of 2020, Sarah, I had the audacity of calling COVID the freedom stripping virus because it raised its head in China just as the freedom movement was moving from Hong Kong into the mainland and then as I put it was willfully walked the freedom virus freedom stripping virus was willfully walked to Europe and to the United States which induced not only economic hardship obviously but uh, societal uh, hardship and death and destruction so Sarah let's talk about the latest that you have uncovered at sarahwestall.com? Well, I've been covering a lot of different things, but I just had an interview with Dr. Peter Bregan. And if you haven't interviewed him yet, you need to get him on your show. And he put together, he was an expert witness during the 90s against the pharmaceutical companies. He has his doctorate from, medical doctor degree from Harvard. And he actually worked at the NIH for couple years before Fauci even started there. And um, he, he was a, probably the first prominent doctor for the pharmaceutical industry to shun because he, he told the truth. And he told the truth in court and it held up and his cases won. They, they won because he was telling, bring facts to the court. Well, he, because of all of his, uh, you know, push, how much he suffered from that, he took him a while to get involved in this fight. But he, there were different lawyers that reached out to him and said, please, can you put, help us put together information and a report to fight back against New York and their nursing home issue. And so his book, along with his wife, Ginger, was based initially on all the research they did to go against New York when they did what they did to the nursing home victims. And that since then, it has turned into more how the predatory globalists were with Fauci and the Chinese Communist Party use this to are using this to destroy the United States and to usher in their global, uh, you know, agenda. And he, the references they have is just incredible. I actually taught him some stuff because, you know, I've been doing a lot of research like you. So he actually, they were going to put their book to, their book was going to print, like, right, you know, this weekend. And he stopped, rewrite some stuff to add me into the book, but which I was honored that he did that. But um, he is right on track with everything that we're saying, except it has so much of the proof. It has all the references, everything that we need, because it holds up in court. And it's not just him, though. If you're looking at, you know, the lawsuit, there's 10,000 lawyers or 10,000 doctors and 1,000 lawyers in um, based out of Europe um, that they're suing it, that it violates, you know, crimes against humanity and all 10 of the Nuremberg Code they're taking on over there in Europe. And... I'm telling you, it gives me chills to know that these doctors are showing, and lawyers, but the doctors, like you, are rising up and showing the courage that's necessary to fight, because I know how much they suffer. I've suffered based on what I'm doing, 
but these doctors are suffering and they realize that your oath to the people and what you do is um, more important than the allegiance to the pharmaceutical companies. And your allegiance to this country and the, and the people in this country is more important than these globalist bidders. And, well, uh, Sarah, I, I think okay. you're actually being very kind to the medical profession. Um, my big frustration uh, has been that more physicians, yeah, more researchers have not been outspoken for months. I agree with it, you. I'm, I'm it, talking about these courageous ones is right. the ones who give me chills because I am couldn't be more angry with certain people I know very well who haven't stepped up and done their part and other people. I don't understand it. And I've had even personal arguments about how these are crimes against humanity if you're actually um, the ones implementing these vaccines and doing these things and not making a stand. So I think I'm there with you. I, I want to read a, a, a recent quote from Peter Navarro, uh, who was the trade representative in the Trump administration. He's the one who hammered out these agreements with China. Uh, he saw them and negotiated with them firsthand and saw what they're really like. Uh, in other words, they're hardball techniques. And here's this is this is he published in the Washington Times uh, this oh, just a couple days ago. It's entitled Tony Fauci's cover up and blood on his hands. This is by Peter Navarro. I'll just give you a brief clip. Last year, Dr. Anthony Fauci pushed back hard, disputing me, and who first asserted that COVID-19 was mo most likely came from a bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China. We now know from his recently released emails, his pushback was part of a broader cover-up of his likely role in creating the pandemic. If the virus came from the Wuhan lab, which is almost certainly did, if the virus has been weaponized using so-called gain-of-function tools, which it almost surely has, and if those experiments were paid for by Fauci's NIH, which they certainly were, then Dr. Fauci is the American godfather of the pandemic. COVID-19 has killed more than half a million Americans and more than 3.6 million victims worldwide, this deadly virus first appeared within infectious distance of a wet market in China's Wuhan Institute of Virology, even though Fauci denies it. Well, okay, so there are Fauci's behind a lot of this. There are many powerful American agencies and individuals, politicians, bureaucrats, scientists, and they are collaborating with the Chinese Communist Party. And he has been found and proven to be funding, co-working, sharing our um, intelligence on bioweapons with the Wuhan Institute, which is China's bio-warfare, bio-defense center of that. It's where they, they carry the most of their capacity. Its director is a Chinese top military expert in bio-warfare. No one can hold positions this high without being part of the Chinese military and under very tight control by the Chinese Communist Party. And Fauci has been working for almost a decade with these guys together funding biowarfare global gain-of-function or gain-of-function 
science. It's a, I mean, well, and, it's a big deal. and well, It's a huge deal. And, and if you go back to 2014 during the Obama administration, uh, for our, our listeners, I know, Sarah, you're well aware of this, but in 2014, the government said, hey, you know what, this gain-of-function test, can, uh, the research can only bring problems, so we need to stop funding that. But there was a little footnote in it that the head of the NIH, Francis Collins, or the head of NIAID, the division that Fauci was in charge of, Fauci himself, could overrule that decision and fund it other ways. It appears he ended up funding it through this guy at Echo Health, they funneled the sources into this yep. Peter Dodzik, who then was working in collaboration with this Dr. Xi and their group over there and military Chinese military specialists in biowarfare at the Wuhan Institute. I have a clip, Sarah, of, of Dodzik, the head of Echo Health, speaking in the recent past uh, about the fact that, yeah, yeah, he was, in fact, working with the Chinese on this. I, I want to play this clip for you and then your take. Derek, hit it. As an example, first of all, the, we're only looking at viral families that include um, those that have got into people from animals. So we, we narrow it down straight away. Then, you, then when you get a sequence of a virus and it looks like a relative of a known nasty pathogen, just like we did with SARS, we found... Other coronaviruses in bats, a whole host of them, some of them looked very similar to SARS. So we sequenced the spike protein, the protein that attaches to cells. Then we, well, I didn't do this work, but my colleagues in China did the work. You create pseudoparticles, you, look, you insert the spike proteins from those viruses, see if they bind to human cells. And each step of this, you move closer and closer to this virus could really become pathogenic in people. So you narrow down the field, you reduce the cost, and you end up with a small number of, of viruses that really do look like killers. Then you look in people and you say, in the people that live in the region where this animal lives, that are exposed to that virus, do we see antibodies specific? Oh, man. Colleagues in China. My co I'm working with my colleagues in China on this. This is the, the guy funded by Tony Fauci and the NIH and the NIAID to fund this bio And Fauci's out there saying, uh, we, we didn't fund any of it. I mean, come on. I mean, this guy needs to be brought up on crimes against humanity, the exact, the exact phrase you used early in the interview. But did you hear what he said at the end, that I caught it, that the people who are exposed to this, we see what kind of antibodies they have? Right. What, what did that mean? That meant that they were exposing people to it? Yeah, exactly. In China, I mean, what were they doing? I that I just caught. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, that's why I kept it in there. Oh my gosh, that is explosive. I mean, we we have all the details and facts, knowing that they were funding it. They were funneling a lot of money through his organization. They were funneling. There were three uh, NIH organizations because there's 27 agencies of which Fauci leads one is kind of the main one when it comes to infectious diseases. But there were three that were involved with it, but they were funding, trying, you know, it's like that with all the NGOs, non-government organizations. They fund money through that, through that to make it look like they're not involved. But that's where they were funding a lot of it through. But my gosh, to say that they see how people react, they're infected by it, that is like admission to exactly why this is so dangerous. 
my gosh, well, then there's other players that come in, you know, with Bill Gates and who and everybody else. And, you know, Fauci's sitting on Bill Gates's leadership council. It's their high-profile international vaccine board, and he sits on that. And he also has 12, personally has 12 um, patents in his name. Of course, he can't make, you know, he can't legally make more than 150000 outside of his salary, but with the way that the city of London works and with the way that they turn a blind eye to trust. And there's a great documentary that talks about how they set up the city of London to be able to do trust so that people can hide the money that they're making. And that's how people in Congress are getting away with going in on a, and it's not a small salary, but it's, it's not a multi-million dollar salary. And they go in on that and they come out millionaires. Well, how, how are they doing that? And, so why would Fauci have all these patents? But the other thing is that um, NIH has a lot of patents regarding the coronavirus as well. There is a lot more here, and people need to be people need to to learn about this. The, also, the documenta- documentation I've been looking at shows that NIH, NIH has a patent on Moderna's vaccine, and. You know, when you look at the patent information, what does that mean? And how much, what percentage are they getting from Moderna and who, uh, what's going on? Because none of this is transparent. These are the things that need to be known. And then you look at the tech, you know, big tech, where they were silencing me, silencing you. All my doctor's videos were, were removed before, I'd like 10 of them, before they removed me. So mm-hmm. that really they didn't want my doctor, and every one of those doctors were right. When I go back and listen and figure out what we were, the point of those interviews, they were all right what they were saying. So they didn't want people to know what was really going on, and so they, they're all behind this. So what does that mean? And this is what we have to take to heart: that they were planning this for a while. Some more indication of how I know they're planning, how we, fi- you know, all figured this out. They've been planning this for a while. This was deliberate. The death of many people was deliberate. The control and the breakdown of Western countries and the United States was deliberate. And globalist billionaires, including our big corporate, our big tech companies, were involved. That is really a hard thing to swallow and to accept. And we have to accept this to be able to solve this problem. Well, and now they've been moving on to the jab. And now they've also been moving on to suppressing information about the jab. And it's not your role, it's not my role, Sarah, of telling people they should take the jab or they should not take the jab. I believe our role is to perform informed consent of potential risks or and or complications associated with, with this because we have to fill the void because folks in the medical community not all, but some, unfortunately, a large number of people that have gotten the jab are completely unaware of the potential risks and complications. Well, and as that's you have why it's out, against the Nuremberg right? Code. That's, that is the gist of the crimes against humanity with, behind this jab. And as you have pointed out and I have pointed out repetitively on our platforms, if you look at the experimental use authorization documentation, if you look at the FDA's own website, it says there is not an FDA-approved vaccination for COVID-19. That Pfizer, Moderna, 
Johnson & Johnson, those medical interventions, if you will, they will not, it, it states this on the FDA side, it will not prevent you from getting COVID. It will not prevent you from transmitting COVID. It may, underline the word may, it may reduce the duration of symptoms. It may, underline may, reduce the severity of symptoms. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, it, the, the problem is, is that for healthy people, yeah. the vaccine, the numbers are indicating, the percentages are indicating that it's probably more dangerous than just getting COVID-19. And that's why people need to give consent. Because if you're giving something to somebody and you're not disclosing the truth, then what are you doing? If it's more dangerous, which is what the research is coming out now, and they're hiding that as much as they can. But the facts are showing that it's more dangerous, this vaccine, especially for children. My gosh. That it's more dangerous than getting COVID. Children. They're trying to make it so that kids as young as five can get these mm. vaccines. They, they don't, there isn't any cases of well, kids the, having. And, and, and again, the testing, the testing has not been done on pregnant females, right. on children, on teenagers. Yet there's this push that, every, oh, even as, as you said, as young as five. And the latest data from the CDC's own vaccine adverse event reporting system, this as of Friday, that look, it's always a week behind, in the United States, between December 14, 2020 and June 4, 2021, 5,888 Americans have died that were given the, that, that is related to the jab. 28,441 Americans sustained serious injuries necessitating hospitalization or immediate medical intervention, and 329,021 Americans, 329,021 Americans reported in that time period adverse events, and that is the tip of the iceberg. It's the tip of the iceberg because they know that 1% maybe report to the VARS system. They are trying to say that that system doesn't represent if it's really correlated to the vaccines. And there are, you can't, it's not reliable data. But I got to tell you that when I looked at their own reports, 90%, this is for past vaccines, I guess with COVID we don't know, but it should be pretty trending the same way, that the people that report this are people, 90% are people in the medical industry, the vaccine centers, their doctors, their clinics. That's who's reporting the effects. It's not just some random Yahoo that's putting it in. That's based on their own uh, reports and stats. So, and the, when, go ahead. And the peer-reviewed published data shows, if you look at the Harvard study from 2010 and the follow-up study done by the CDC in 2015, only 1% of injuries related to vaccines are reported to the VAERS system. Sarah, in our last minute, how can folks follow you? How can they get more of your information? Oh, you got to come to my website, and you got to hear my latest interview with uh, Peter Bregan. It is explosive, and I have so much more information on my website beyond that. I could have talked for another hour with you on how this has been planned. So you got to go to my website at sarahwestall.com and sign up for my newsletter. I want to thank you, Dave, personally for everything that you're doing. I so much appreciate you and everything that you do. 
And the feeling is mutual, Sarah. Sarah, thank you for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. SarahWestall.com. Folks, you're listening to Operation Freedom. Dr. Dave Janda broadcasting from our ancillary bunker.